Uh, yeah. How about Adam does today on and I do welcome too. Sounds good. We make a good team. All right. We'll show these guys how it's yeah. done. You can keep his Step fingernails back. clean. Nice feet. Today on Alphabetical, I call your name. Hey everyone, welcome back to Alphabetical. It's the podcast where we go through the entire Beatles catalog alphabetically from 12 to Y just for you, the listener. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm John. And I'm Mel Adam. And I Call Your Name is today's song. A little ditty from 1964 appears on the Past Masters album. Past Masters Uno. Volume Past 1. PM, PM1, as PM1. we call, or as oh, we call it around here. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this one is uh, early Lennon-McCartney song. Yep. Uh, is I, it, it was, I think it's just Lennon. Yeah, it's yeah just Lennon. Oh, Lennon song. He wrote it by himself before the Beatles. Okay. I before he got his first guitar. Before the Beatles. Although it is then, legally, it is a very early Lennon-McCartney song. Yeah. Because it does end up being... They do. I mean, they did arrange it and... Right. Maybe, but I mean, it's, you know, you know, worked it out. Because of the deal. Because of the deal. Yeah. Because of the deal. And it's a Lennon-McCartney song. But really, it's a pre-Beatles John song. Uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting quote about from Paul McCartney about the song. He was like, oh, I just thought it was like a, you know, just kind of like he was he was basically saying like he was wondering now that he thinks about it, if like this is John Lennon, almost like an early Plastic Ono Band song. Because hmm. it's like a about Paul, like, is it about his parents? Is it about John Lennon's parents? And, you right. know, because, you know, that was obviously a big deal for John. So I thought that was an interesting spin on the song. Hmm. That John, it's John Lennon's, you know, uh, this cry of despair mm-hmm. <laughs> about his unlovability. Right. Yeah. Again, uh, I'll put this uh, Emo Beatles playlist. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's the, uh, you know, early on, might be Emo Beatles anthology, but uh, <laughs> um, EBA. <laughs> Um, you know, it's him again. It's, it's, you know, Paul wasn't doing this stuff. Paul was doing just kind of like, Oh, I love her, you know, and you know, girl, you're the best. And John started, you know, delving into even before the Beatles don't start delving into some of this, you know, know, kind of like, Oh, I'm not happy because of this. And, and, you know, kind of talking about addressing his, his inner torture, his feelings, his, the self-pitying Lennon. Yeah. Which surfaces from time to time. Um, yes, from time to time, it's a it's a common thread throughout Lennon's life. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, cowbells, cowbells. What do you think about cowbells? <laughs> I think we need more. Cowbell. I think more cowbell. I've got a fever. I don't feel. I feel like I don't think this song almost can even have any. I don't think it's physically possible <laughs> for there to be more cowbell. This song. no, there's not. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, like each of them are <clears> playing <throat> the cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> they even brought in other people to play cowbells. <laughs> I won't play bloody cowbell on your bloody song. <laughs> It's really up there. It's right in the front, you know. It should be like, uh, you know, um, uh, getting better or something like that. It should just start out with cowbell, 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 yeah. like dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, that the thing, yeah, the, the first thing I noticed was uh, it sounds almost like, you know, like Ringo was in the bathroom. Right. And he, he runs out and then he's oh, cowbell. <laughs> uh, but then reading up on it a little bit, uh, it said one of the differences between the mono and stereo is uh, the cowbell starts earlier in the mono mix, <laughs> which means it probably start it starts when the- it's supposed to start. I'm not saying it's good, but right. it started when it's supposed to start. So maybe the stereo, when they were doing the mix, they just like, <laughs> wait, 
Wasn't there cowbell? Yeah, it's on six. Six is off. Put it up. Do, do. Like, <laughs> well, is this like a Moog thing where cowbells like just invented where they're like, we got to yes. totally slather this song in cowbells. Yeah, this is the first cowbell. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, trailblazers. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they actually brought a cow into the studio. They didn't They didn't realize you could just take it off the Yeah. You know, off oh, the I thought that's there. how they accidentally discovered it. Like the cow was <laughs> walking around and went, gung, gung, like, oh, we should put that in the bloody song. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they Could we keep that? Yeah, Paul was shaving on the in a field. Yeah, and next a cow. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of field was it? It was a cow field. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cow per- field. That's perfect. Wow. <laughs> he struck out looking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, also, George Harrison's uh, 12-string guitar hmm. makes an appearance, I think. Hmm. Uh, was it the- gently weeping? No. This was before. It was actually bright and happy. Okay. Um, but this was the uh, Rickenbacker. 360 12 guitar. <laughs> 360 slash 12. 360 12. 360 12. Um, 372. That's the, how many days out of the year I love you. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, this was. Um, but you were tortured the, inside. The first, uh, <laughs> the first release of music that featured that guitar, hmm. according to trivia. Did George Harrison use the 12th string very much? No. I feel like around the revolver time, he there's no like a what's the what's the like like nowhere man he uses that that sounds yeah. like a well I think it's probably a phase they went through they're like, like oh, like twelve fa- strings oh, yeah, and then yeah, they're like right. oh well we could and the birds were doing it to so the like, yeah yeah it's been it's, done it's for the birds right um, and that break I want to talk about the middle eight well I actually like the middle eight is actually my favorite part of the song if only because the cowbell be- ceases right for, ceases and it's like wait what's going blasphemy on like, well it has a certain different rhythm to it like yeah like. Uh, well, I think it's like up, up, uh, up the uh, strum kind of thing. Like it's it's supposed to be like a ska. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that pick it up, pick it up, pick it up? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's it's that's, a little sloppy. What's the definition of ska? Then what makes uh, it don't ska? Ask me. Awesome. It's like yeah, awesome. on the backbeat. Like so, the rhythm goes on the it's, backbeat. Isn't it like, so like reggae like, on uh, like uh, on speed kind of thing? Yeah, a little bit. It's like yeah. two and four. It's like uh, uh, yeah, bah, bah. yeah. So it's like up tempo. Reggae kind of. So that middle section is considered to be up tempo and as opposed to the yeah. rest of the song, which is well it just right. changes into yeah, like right. the, the beats are in, on the off. They're not right. on ones and threes right. anymore. Well this is the first time I really noticed that that middle section was different. I always just kind of glossed it over as like well, I guess their middle eights are always a little different than their I yeah. think it was what, a pretty big difference though. So. Yeah. From what I understand, the the middle eight wasn't in there originally because John wrote this and gave it to uh a finger. <laughs> yeah, the Dakotas, uh, D- Billy Kramer. Yeah, I- ironically, a band called the Dakotas, which will, that'll factor into John's oh, life. Wow, later. That, yeah, that's kind of that's freaking yeah. weird. There's all sorts of creepy, uh, right? Prescient things. Have you heard this theory that John is dead? Es- no, especially well because the song is "I Call Your Name." He gave it to the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. Chapman called out his name. Mm. He turned around. Mm. Whoa! Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's really weird. Then he was at a candy bar called the. Yoko. And it's a song about loss. Right, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm, what were we talking about? Prescience. Prescience. Is John Lennon a time traveler who couldn't avoid his own fate? Maybe <gasps> he was Doctor Who. Mm. It's so weird that this is only <laughs> Robert. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> this is only sixteen years before John Lennon died. Right? Isn't that, it? That makes it seem like a lot when you say it that way. Yeah. No, but to me, that doesn't seem like a lot at all. Like, like it's now been. He's now been dead for thirty-five years. Mm. Yeah. The time between 64 and 80 seems so vast in retrospect. I guess pop culturally, it was a huge difference between right. 64 and 80. So it's just weird that, uh, sad mm. to think that, you know, time was passing. <laughs> anyway, 
How relevant do you think? Down. How relevant do you think he'd be if he like if he was still around? You know, do you think he'd be producing stuff or just kind of chilling on his own? Or you know how so Paul hard just to say. Yeah, tour, a, like that's, that's the big question. Yeah, I know? feel like he was constantly just going through different things, so it'd be really well. Well, near, near the end, he kind of became like a homebody, right? Yeah, right. He was just sort of just. You know, I think I think making up for all the lost time being a Beatle, and this would I would totally do this too. Like just like you know, just take it easy and raise your kid. And mm. I don't know how. If you were super wealthy, you mean you wouldn't? Yeah, you right. wouldn't yeah. <laughs> keep working at your job. You no, would, uh, yeah, I would just you know I would yeah do what he right. did. I'd live in a hotel and uh, you know only have food delivered and uh, lots Listen, and lots of tissues. Stay up know, all night listening to Tita Puente album. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, once again, John Lennon was uh, mad that this was a B-side for the Dakotas. The, the Dakota, he gave it to the Dakotas. <laughs> Can't win. They recorded, <laughs> uh, you know, their whatever their other whatever their actual song was, and then they also recorded this. And the company made it made this the B-side and their other song, the A-side. And so John was mad about that and mad about he thought that they did a poor job of it. So then he uh, that's when he wanted the Beatles to do it. So then they went back in the studio and recorded it. And I think that's when they added the middle eight. I don't think the... Uh, if we go back and do some research, I don't think the middle eight is in the Dakotas version. Hmm, interesting. Um, like he wanted a jazz... He wanted, he's like, here, look. Right. Need some bloody scar. Right. <laughs> when I say um, pick it up, you pick it up. <laughs> Times two. So do we have any opinions on this one? It's all right. Uh, yeah. I give it a three. Oh, jump oh, right, right to the whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I thought that... You really are picking it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, it, right. this I to mean, me I, is I, one of those kind of Beatles songs in the early period that kind of blends in with right. a lot of yeah. other similar kind of... Uh, Probably be fun to hear in the club. In the you know, club? <laughs> right. <laughs> Believing. Going to the club? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can... Yeah, I you know I have a high tolerance for these kind of early rockers. Um, I'll go I'll go three also because I think it's in um, you know it, it's a decent one of those. The cowbell does get kind of grating. I'm glad I didn't have you know three or four different versions of this on my on my phone. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, the cowbell. That's one of them was without the cowbell, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're listening to Passmasters Naked. <laughs> He's like a wooden block. <laughs> I almost feel like it could either be faster or slower. It's mm-hmm. kind of that middle that that almost makes it less exciting, right? Or yeah, do a little bit something rather instead of just like do you know like a little uh, or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. mix it up a little bit. Well, mix, it up, mix it up. Mix it up. Mix it up. George Martin over here. Yeah. All right, so we have a three and a two and a half. Um, Pete, did you give it a number? Or did we, I just, said three. You said oh, you said three. Three, yeah. three cowbells. Or? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We're doing we'll go three right. cowbells. It right. seems like the. Uh yeah, I'd say. Uh, I'll go with three. Three? I, I was thinking two, two and a half, but, you know, since... Um, you know, two and three quarters? I'm proud of him for writing it, at, you know, before the Beatles, and, you know, that that's something, and trying out something with uh, the ska, the middle eight, you know, mm-hmm. innovation, or not innovation, but uh, uh, creativity in that early day, you know. You make me want to give it another half three. here. Well, then you'd be three and a half, and I'd, I'd be three. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with three. All right. Yeah, we'll keep it three. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So, sorry, John. It sounds like it was right to be the B-side. Right, yeah. Well, depending on what... We don't know what uh, 
what the Dakota's other, uh, what the A side was. We can look it up. I'm Hello, sure goodbye. What if we found out that they sold all of their songs to the Dakotas, <laughs> like the whole Beatles catalog, yeah, as they like were a, writing them? A band, like a whole another band that was just kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah. And they're just like, they're That's not another well Lennon McCartney song. People don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, covers. We have not discussed covers. Covers. Right. I, you know, the cover that I ended up listening to a couple times was Ringo's cover. <laughs> does he cover this oh, one? Yeah. He covers it with his all-star band. Uh, uh, does he do much Halloween? He does vocals? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I cowbell, I assume. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if there's cowbell. Honestly, I don't remember. Hmm. And I watched it six hours ago. But uh, it enough. does sound That's like it could favorite. be a Ringo-y song. I, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, doesn't really require a lot of subtle vocals or anything. Right. Yeah, I would imagine if they did, you know, if they'd felt like making this part of the official canon rather than you know they releasing it as a you know if they'd put this on an album, it might have been a Ringo song. Right. You know, and I like I like it because also they they do the same middle eight. Uh, blue beat ska thing but mm-hmm. it's tighter because they're you know older and professionals or whatever right. but you know it, it's okay in the original recording but it's a little bit it's just a little bit sloppy like the tempo is a little off um, so it makes it um, not as you know hmm. you know worthy of a three I, uh, I just looked up the uh, Dakota's single mm-hmm. and the A side was Bad to Me also written by John Lennon wow so I, I don't understand why uh, he's too mad melody. about <laughs> he's mad about having the B side to his own A side. But uh, it's a who knows? It sounds like he he was a bit of a grudge bearer. So <laughs> I'm sure that there's any you know. Uh, I mean, maybe they just you know decided the sides alphabetically. Oh, oh, well, no, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, does come after B. <laughs> Uh, I had the Mamas and the Papas did a cover of this. That's what I had too. I, I call your it. name. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit more laid back, which you know, the Mamas and the Papas. What do you expect? So, uh, no cowbell. Or at least, Adam, did you detect any cowbell? No, I, didn't I don't remember. It, or at least, yeah. not an overpowering cowbell. Like you said, this could be a little slower. It could be a little faster. I went faster. Oh, I had a band called the Boys, um, which is another kind of uh, like a punkish, you know, uh, hard rock verging into punk kind of uh, version from, I think, uh, early 80s, something like that. And they did a version that's uh, pretty rocking. Didn't uh, Mama Cass, like, jokingly say, like, hey, John, call me or something? I thought she had, like, a crush on John Lennon or something. I can't yeah, remember. I Who, felt... didn't? Who didn't? Who then didn't? She, she crushed John Lennon. Oh. Hey. Oh. What? I always, I always, I staunchly defend Mama Cass anytime <laughs> someone brings up her weight. <laughs> you, you can't set it up like that. <laughs> I'm surprised. It seems like John Lennon would have loved anyone named Mama. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have, uh, huh? Good call. Yeah. I love Mama. All right. All right. Does that all we say about? Uh, all right. So more cowbell. Yeah. All right. Was that, that's all we had to say about I call your name. Nobody else. Uh, I call um, this episode done. Yeah? yeah. Well, you know, guys, uh, I'm going to leave. Because <laughs> I, I thought we were having a good time. Yeah, so I, know, I know, but oh. I don't want to spoil the party. So uh, No, no, that would only help. Yeah. Oh, yeah? All right. All right. Well, uh, maybe I'll come back on Friday and we could talk about I don't want to spoil the party by the Beatles. You're on Alphabetical. Yay!